What's up, everybody? Probably the most wildest Wednesday we've ever had in the history of all things NFR with uh, with our 10 o'clock performance. Uh, for everybody listening at home, thank you guys for tuning in. We are knocking out some downloads. We've had, in the past 24 hours, around 20,000 downloads. Thank you all at home for listening or listening in your car. Or a lot of people said they're actually listening to the NFR on the way to the NFR. So if you're listening at home, you're listening in your car, if you're right here at the Las Vegas Convention Center, we are glad to have you out. Now, for uh, all of y'all that are just listening, you don't know what the struggle we've been to today. When, this, when the sound man of the NFR is also your partner of Rump Chat that runs all the technical stuff, we don't know what we're doing, okay? I, I've never really ran a board. Wacy's never ran a board. Ferg's never ran a board, but uh, uh, we've got it put together and uh yeah so we're feeling good about it. we got some drinks y'all are feeling good about it met some new friends um it is rump chat date what perf number so today is perf six this morning seven tonight correct so uh what a what a wild night last night a great night of rodeo um kai hamilton for everybody that saw it took a horrible wreck he's up he was in the sports medicine room this morning he was doing good. Dusty Tugness went to the hospital last night, checked on Kai, took a took a, a bad smash to the face. Uh, but, you know, Kai is just a, a tough old-school bull rider, got that old-school mentality. Like I said yesterday, you know, Kai's not like – I mean, he, he's a throwback. Like I said yesterday, when he pulled up at Resorts World and he had his truck in the valet and he still had his Capri camper on and had his carton of Marlboro Reds on the dash – which was just amazing. So shout out to Kai. Hope you get feeling better, Kai. And our friend Jayco Roper, friend of Rump Chat, who was on uh, Rump Chat Raw. If you haven't got to listen to Rump Chat Raw with Jayco, do it when you don't have your kids with you. Actually, or or your wife, or actually maybe just when you're by yourself in the woods, all right? It gets a little, it gets a little wild, but uh, the Rump Chat Raw with Jayco, I've got 154 messages uh, about the deal. So on Jayco's Raw podcast, he's an amateur tattoo artist. When he was 15 years old, he bought his own tattoo gun and he taught himself how to tattoo on his own arm. I made a deal with Jayco that if he won the first round of the NFR, I would let him give me a tattoo on stage. Okay. He didn't win the first round. He won last night. So everybody's like, when is your tattoo? It's not going to happen. No, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna get it. I've, 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 I've already got one NFR tattoo. I'm not going for two here, okay? But shout out to Jayco, um, winning the round last night. Uh, if if you watched a little bit this morning, I don't know if you guys watched it on your phone or on your apps. Uh, I think he was 80. Yeah, he was like 87 this morning. So, yes, he did a great job with the interview. So, uh, Jayco did good. Um, I'm still looking for a man. I'm still pulling for Will Loomis. It's uh, I want him to start doing doing good. He's had a little bit of trouble. Hunter Heron, who was on the show the other day, uh, he he's not drawn a little, but well, that's special. Every year, when you talk about like reality TV shows and what makes stuff special. Like the NFR is the ultimate in reality TV shows, how people get on a streak and, and they start winning and then they start losing and, and just all the stuff that goes into it. So uh, it's just been a phenomenal NFR, even with the, the ups and downs we've had uh, with the contestants. Uh, you know, we, we haven't had just a lot of injuries, which is great. Um, I think everybody's still feeling pretty good. Usually after this round is when the bareback riders uh, say they start to get a little bit sore, but uh you know what? We're we're rocking and rolling. The end is in sight. Uh, one NFR day in in if you look at the numbers, if you're in a, in Vegas for one day, that's four days in normal towns. I don't know if you knew that, but that's a that's a, how it goes. So since I um, Hambone is at work at the Thomas and Mac, cranking the tunes, I have a co-host, a celebrity co-host that's going to join me up here, and we're going to talk a little bit of rodeo and. 
and do some pretty cool stuff. But this guy here has, has been a part of rodeo his whole life. His father, Hall of Famer, his brother, announcer of the year. This guy is one of the, the most uh, respected respected men as far as production and uh, rodeos goes. And he's the main man at days of 70, 47. 40, I get my note. There's like so many days of. But, uh, well, he, he hired me for that. He's uh, the producer of Salt Lake City, Utah. How about that? Ladies and gentlemen, how about a round of applause for Tommy Joe Lucia. Come on up here, Tommy. My co-host, not a guest. There's steps on the other side, old man. <laughs> oh, yeah, just put those. Show your bald head right there. Come on up here. Is it? Oh, I see what you're doing. Oh. The, okay. old, the old microphone ain't working trick. Who had this on last, Shrek? No, it was or you. Me. It okay, was me. Yeah, okay. See, usually I sit there and usually Hambone sits here, but, you know, obviously since we are, you know, since Ham, Hambone is separated. Well, this morning, yeah, I didn't realize. Uh, I always realize how much Hambone does, but I, like I said earlier, I don't do anything with, with the soundboard. So I called Hambone first thing this morning, and, and um, he's like, I'm not going to make it. Not a big deal. He just figured that out this morning. Well, well, uh, our I other, mean, our other guy that helps us, Jacob, is uh, had some family issues that oh. that he couldn't make it. So he's like, it's not a big deal. You figure it out. Just move buttons around. You're going to want to take the third plug from the left that plugs into the XLR, and you yeah. want to plug it into the CMI on the HDMI side, and just turn on the third key on yeah. the board on the analog. You're gonna need output. A, yeah, you're gonna need a gender reverse to go from the XLR to a quarter inch, right? Yeah, he's like you ought to know about that. Yeah, he yeah, he said it's super easy. There's nothing to it. So we actually got here this morning at nine o'clock. We usually get here. We start at eleven. We should get here at ten fifty-seven, and we started messing with stuff. So I'm just praying this records good. The record button is on. Uh, we can hear each other. So I'm I'm hoping that that's on. But we're glad to have you on today because of well several reasons. But um, besides all the things you've done in the rodeo business, you are also hosting a new podcast. And we had yesterday, we had the guys from Everything Rodeo podcast on. And, uh, you know, it's like I was talking with Rump Chat the other day. You know, I think there's room for so much uh, podcast in our business because everyone is different. It's like a TV show. Sometimes you might want to watch The Big Bang Theory. Sometimes you might want to watch ESPN. You don't have to have one channel that's your channel. So I think like the way that rodeo has merged out with uh, with these different podcasts and and you're with Kendra Santos and you guys are no spin rodeo, which is is uh, you guys give a whole different look than Rump Chat. Yeah, we're well, Kendra's pretty straight laced. Right. Um, and ours is really more news information and then critical opinions. Yeah. And um, and that's that's what it, and we're, we're not near as fun as Rup Chat. Rup Chat. That's that's for sure. But uh, if you want to get caught up, we're kind of water cooler talk podcast, I think. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you want to if you don't know rodeo and you want to hear something and then talk like you know what you're talking about, Kendra can tell you. Yeah. Now, what's Munsell do? What is his job? I down think there? I think turn down that one here. Get a gold buckle beer. I think that one button goes down the one. The one in the middle. Because you are so loud in yeah. my ear. Yeah, just come down with that one a little bit right there. Okay, here you go. Here's a gold buckle. Beer. Hey, thanks, buddy. Like I said, we're, we're, we're just the technicality of this is just amazing. What, it, what is that? Is that is that God speaking to us through the heads? It's okay. Hey, I'm going to do this. There. There we go. There we go. I'll do this. Yeah, so anyhow. Uh, but yeah, no spin rodeo. You guys just started started off not long ago. Yeah, we've done ten episodes, and um, we promised each other we would do fifty and see how it goes. And uh, our, the response seems to be good, and we'll we'll see where it takes us. We're we're definitely we'll probably never reach the level of rump chat. But like you said, more variety and content distribution in our industry is how we grow the sport. Well, and I agree with that one hundred percent. You know. Uh, the other day, uh, I had a guy tell me, which is funny because this doesn't happen to my friends, but for some reason it happens to me, okay? Like my, like my close friends, they don't have people that will just walk up to them and tell them stuff. But I, I had a guy here that walked up to me and uh, he goes, hey, you Justin Rumford? I said, yeah. He said, I want you to know that I don't like your podcast. <laughs> 
I said, you know what? That's that's cool. I, you know, I honestly don't care if everybody likes it because I don't like everything. But that doesn't make it bad. No, you know, no, no. no. But I, I have old like this old following of people that you know. There's there's so many great people that come up to me and say we love Rump Chat, or you know we listen to everyone and uh, you know we're we're at three million downloads. It's going great. You don't have to like it. There's TV shows I don't like. Yeah. But that doesn't make them. I don't. Okay. Now now hear me out on this. And some people here are going to be very upset. My wife hates this, but I never really got into the TV show Friends. Really? I never, I never really. How got old in. were you when it was hitting its peak? I was in high school. So you're telling me you never got into Jennifer Aniston? No, I love Jennifer Aniston. I think she's one of well, the. That's why everybody ever. watched the show. But what I'm saying is, I never was like a huge fan. I never was the kind of guy that was like, you know what, Friends is on. But let me ask you something. So are you the guy? Because there's, there's different, you're right, everybody likes different things. But did you laugh at um, Three Stooges? I did. See, you're that guy. See, I can't, I, I can't, that, that kind of humor doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Right? Like running into doors. Of course, that's kind of what you do for a living. But, yeah. <laughs> that's um, my main forte as a rodeo clown. There's right different, there. well, you used to jump on the fences, but now you just kind of walk by them. Um, that's true. But <laughs> there's different, right? So people like Three Stooges. And like I never liked Seinfeld. Like Me neither. That, that I, I I would watch it and I'd be like, why does everybody think this is so great? But would you do this if you, being not a fan of Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld walks by, would you go up to Jerry Seinfeld and go, hey, we've never met. I just want you to know I think your show sucks. <laughs> would you say that? Well, but no. But, in the rodeo business, they do that. They do. And it just blows my mind. And I'm not complaining because, like I said. You know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Everybody um, can say what they want and do what they want. I get it. But the, the rodeo entertainment business is a totally different ball game. Well, and we've got a, a text feedback line, and we got we get this feedback text that's like, I really hate one part of your show. Um, I really wished it was from, like, the 805 area code. And we don't know who it is. We mask it so we don't get in, in a bind and they said we if you don't stop calling the nfr a super bowl of rodeo i'm going to quit listening really uh we uh, why do you compare it to nfl we're not anything and as, again i'm like I, I responded with i'm sorry you don't like that i'll probably say it again and if if you don't like listening i get it but it's a passionate audience that's why they come up and tell you they don't like it did he tell you what to do better no okay. no well that wasn't no good no he and, and that's cool. Like I said, you know, these these different podcasts, there's one for everybody. There doesn't necessarily have to be the one you listen to. Because, I mean, of you guys that are, are with us today, I mean, you guys have probably several different things you listen to, right? Like me, myself, I, I like to listen to the New Heights uh, podcast with Travis and and uh, Travis Kelsey and, and his yeah. brother Jason. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's a great one. I, I listen to the Everything Rodeo podcast. I've listened to two episodes of you. Uh, there, there's a lot of, you know, especially when we're driving and doing that stuff. Um, and my only complaint, uh, well, not even really complaint, but I think the thing that you being involved in entertainment your whole life, your whole family being involved in the rodeo entertainment division, um, the thing that's so crazy is we as rodeo people or Western way of life people have a hard time adapting to moving forward and oh. i guess what i'm trying to say Change. is this Change is if 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 i get on rump chat um uh, and i say man that guy sucked last night on his on his saddle bronc he never spurred that horse bucked he made a terrible ride if 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 i if, if that happened if this bronc rider never moved his feet and he was hanging off the side and he fell off and i said that guy sucked everyone in his family all of his friends, everybody around would be the first ones messaging me going, you need to shut your damn mouth and all this and that, which is crazy because if you watch ESPN, Pat McAfee, yeah. uh, if you watch uh, any of those analysts, they talk about the performance. You mean like you mean like saying, why don't we have instant replay at the NFR? Oh, that. 
I mean, come on, two times last night. Two times, right? The crossfire or three, but two I know of. The crossfire and Wags. Wags is my guy. What else? But, you know, and, and I've, I've been a part of conversations about replay and been a part of installing it in Rodeo, mm -hmm. right? And I get this, well, it's really hard to do. Well, it actually isn't that hard to do. And now I probably, my personal opinion is, I don't think I would have Cowboys challenging it. Um, I know they have challenges for coaches um, in the NFL, but I think, wouldn't it be good if, if a really good judge or two were sitting there and were watching it in real time and could hit a button and say, we need to review this. You, oh, guys, yeah. you guys weren't in a good spot to see what you thought. And then the same thing. If they can't see video like everybody else in the Thomas and Mac and watching it on TV saw, if they can't see the video to overrule it, then the field stands. It's not that complicated. Come on, Rodeo. Pull your head out. I agree. And the the uh, and I, I'm always so hesitant to say it because I complain about people sitting at home that bitch about stuff. So I don't want to bitch about it. But at the same time, I want to move it forward. Um, and all the other, like like I'm saying, us as rodeo can, not contestants, of course, but in the rodeo business, you know, we want to we want to level up, but also at the same time, we have a heart. We're in a roof when it comes to it, because uh, you know I I understand as you do. Um, you know everything production and you've been so much a part of production and you know the nfr we got to snap it off we got to snap it off but here's here's my thought on that we have one nfr that's our nfr would it not be worth a couple extra minutes to, to making sure those calls are right look at luke branquino when he got screwed out of the world championship that yep. one year yep. on a call i mean and it's not me that's not my personal opinion even the judge that went back and looked at it goes that was a wrong mistake but in the NFL, if I say that it's a touchdown, then I can go back and look and say, oh, wow, I made a mistake. The call is reversed. But in rodeo, it's a split-second call, and you don't get to go back. Yeah, I mean, and it doesn't have to take forever. And it could just be being reviewed. And, you know, the whole production concept that it's a race, if you don't do a rodeo on an hour and 48 minutes or two hours, it's a bad rodeo my personal narrative on that's that's bs there was a time in the nfr when your favorite cowboy bucked off and he ran as fast as he could to get out of the arena so he couldn't get fined you know come on these are the stars of our show if we're going to call ourselves a sport then those are these are the these are the guys that go all year long to do this let them look at their fans let them put their hands in the air let them thank god if that's what they wanted to do give them their moment because that's how we make fans in this sport the, you know, and they need to continue to do that. I do think the NFR is breathing better. I think the production's breathing better. There's, what I mean is there's, there's, there's some more time, and I still don't think it's too slow. And doing replay could happen behind the scenes. And let me ask you this. Would you rather, Rump? What's that? If you were the boss. Okay. You've got, you are king rodeo. Would you rather sit there and have your 18,000 people in the stands look on the replay screen and see that the call was wrong or take 30 seconds to fix it. I would definitely take the 30 seconds to fix it. And you know what? We've, we've proven that it works at the cinch shootout back before, you know, when cinch was banned from rodeo and we got, Oh no, cinch, we have a huge sponsor trying to give us a lot of money. They're terrible. You know, their jeans are comfortable when we had exactly. So I'm, I've been with cinch since day number one and, and they've, they've been great to me. So I worked the cinch shootout at the Orleans Hotel in in uh, right here the first week of the NFR. Now, the, the cinch shootout was for number 16 through 30. And so it gives the guys that didn't make the NFR a chance, uh, and I think there was like 40000 in an event, a great, great deal at the Orleans Arena. And it was all – the stock was brought by NFR guys. So, like, if, if you got four horses that, that made the NFR – Guess what? Fill your trailer. You bring six to go over to the Orleans. And uh, so we did this rodeo. And at the time, the, the PRCA, they were very against it because they're like, they're trying to steal away. Well, we weren't trying to steal any people. We were giving more people an opportunity to go watch great rodeo because we started it. We started it at noon. So it was a two hour performance. So you could watch that one at noon because look how many people don't get NFR tickets. I mean, it's, it's such a hard 
issue to try to get those tickets. And uh, so we did that and we had, we had replay. We had a deal where you could hit a replay. Wade Sundell was actually there that year. And they said he missed his horse out. Calls the replay. Tom Butcher was in the booth. We had a guy already up there in the booth, did the replay. They watched it back, reversed the call. He got his score. So of the of the three performances we did, we only had three people call for the replay. So it was, you know. Yeah, it, it, it's just, you know, it's interesting. We, we walk a thin line because what, what makes us successful to the world is that we're original. Yeah. Right? We're, we're, if you're a cowboy, you open the door for a lady. You, there's things that we do that we embrace our culture. But that embracing that culture doesn't mean that we can't advance, right, with technology and with everything else. And, and have, you know, we got a lot of sand in our shorts, right? Cowboys are tough, but they're really scared to try something new. Yep. Really, really scared. It, it, Boy, if this one works, we ain't changing it. It works. We'll just leave it that way for 25 years. Yep. And, and, and all I'm saying is let's embrace our heritage, embrace what got us here, embrace who we are. But let's continue to put out more opportunity to grow the fan base, to let everybody that's not here in Vegas feel what we all love. Yep. And, you know, speaking of moving forward in rodeo, uh, our presenting sponsor since the, the second year we ever did Rum Chat, we started off doing Rum Chat live at a picnic table outside the Tropicana by the BFO tent. And uh, from then, you know, we were getting 500 uh, downloads a day. Now we're we're knocking out thousands upon thousands. How long ago was that? Five years ago. Well, we'll see. But four years ago, we had a a sponsor come on to help with this, and I'm so glad he's here today because most people uh, they're always asking about him, and uh, he's been the presenting sponsor of Rump Chat Live here every year, and I've said it every day this week. Um, one of the most dedicated guys in rodeo, the most stock at the NFR of any other stock contractor. Uh, owner of the Buck and Bull of the Year, the Bayou Bengal. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Pete Carr from Pete Carr Pro Rodeo. Pete, you can come Does right Pete, around there. Do I exchange with Pete? No, you're no, you're you're the oh, co-host. Oh, I'm a co-host. Yeah, you're not a guest. We don't come care. on up here, Pete. Welcome up here, Pete. <laughs> scoot, scoot, howdy, howdy. Scoot over here. We can feel the warmth. There's warmth it. coming off of the mass it. here. If you need a heater, it's I feel it. closer to him. Well, yeah. Glad we got the sound figured out. Yeah. Well, like I said, we're not sound guys. Wacey's been messing with buttons for about an Thanks, hour. Thanks, Wacey. <laughs> He's a bullfighter. He's he cross training from bullfighting to sound. Yeah. A lot of openings out there, 600 and some rodeos. Yeah. But you know, Pete, uh, the one cool thing, like we were talking about advancing rodeo into the future, um, that's one of my favorite things about what Pete does. He's He's been one of the stock contractors, has been very uh, moving forward with social media. And, and, you know, getting, getting stuff out there and looking cool. Like um, when we talk about the, the old school days of rodeo, I remember when I was little, uh, some of the stock contractors, when they'd roll into town, you knew the rodeo was there. Like and th these trucks weren't even nice. But I mean, when I was little, you'd I see mean, the you, trucks. You knew when Barnes was coming to town because there'd be some horses. I mean, you know, you yeah. see the Barnes right, every now and then but back in the day. Back in the day, but like when Pete Carr comes to town for Car Pro Rodeo, he's got big, nice black Peterbilts and, and straight decks full of bucking horses and nice pickups and trailers and, and does the social media aspect and, and gets people involved. And I think for, for all of us to move forward, that's what, as, as far as the stock contractor, and now this makes people mad when I say this. But there is a difference between a stock contractor and a rodeo producer. We have a lot that are both, but we have some people that just want to have stock. But but Pete actually does the work to put on a good show. Well, I have a lot of help. Yeah. <laughs> so I got Aaron, who's works with you. He does all. He's handles our whole social media umbrella, and he does a great job. And he's out there. He's innovative. He's on the cutting edge. He does all that. So that makes us look good. So I got a lot of people around me that make us look really good all the time. Kind of like you at the rodeo when you come help us. That's true. That's that's a hundred percent true. But you got to spend money. 
yeah, I mean, the, I mean, you got to invest in it, right, Pete? It does. You know, it, it takes money to make money and not that we make a lot of money, but uh, we try to keep it going forward. And, um, you know, we have a lot of opportunities all over the country. Um, we're growing, we're scaling, um, you know, so things are going our way. It's, it's, you know, you always get what you, you're supposed to get in the rodeo business. Sometimes it just takes a little bit. So it's starting to pay off. We're starting to get more opportunities. We're starting to get more recognition. Uh, people like you are, you know, a big part of it. Thank you. Well, you know, uh, you know, as far as the stock contractor, I said that the other day, um, you know, while I respect everybody's personal opinions or thoughts, but, you know, the, with the uh, dealing with animals, as we do, there's oftentimes people disagree with it. And I always just, it always just bothered me so bad because I, I look at our stock contractors that are buying these horses and bulls, I mean, expensive animals. They're buying these great animal athletes and the care and the money and, you know, the grain and the travel, like everything you put into it and the love that you show these animals to get them to this level, the NFR. And for some to say, well, they're they're cruel to those animals. I'm telling you all, if 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 I could be reincarnated, I would come back as a bucking horse and I'd be a big old fat bucking horse. And my name would be Adeline. Now, what, what was the, the miniature bronc at uh, Harrison, Arkansas? Oh, White Line Frankenstein. And I would <laughs> buck, and I would be good in the shoot. But I would kick a pickup man. I would bite people. I would eat a lot. I mean, I would be a great bucking horse. Because bucking horses, like especially your stock, when you set up for the year, your average outs probably for the whole year per animal are probably not, what, eight? Eight, eight to ten. So, I mean, it's not... We've got a spreadsheet, a matrix that we put together at the first of the year. We try to plan out where we're going to buck everything and how many outs. Because they have to have five to be qualified, eight to be... Five to your circuit, eight to the national finals. So, we try to at least get them eight. Sometimes we might get ten. But, um, so, we they, they work about a minute a year. Pretty pretty good life. That's like me. I work about a minute a year also. Exactly. You could... Yeah. But like me and Tommy Joe were just talking about before he got on here with the advancement of the NFR, what do you, when it comes to the replay, do you think that that will ever be something that they do in rodeo? You know, I, it's, it it could be, it could be a situation where it happens at at some of the larger events. it, It might be a little bit of a challenge right now at all the smaller events to get the, the replay. Um, but you know, I see it being implemented on a, on a, so much dollars, like added money. If a rodeo has X amount of dollars, it'll probably have replay. And I see that happening in the, in the very near future. Yeah. Because like uh, you, you can't have, you wouldn't be able to have replay in Abbeville, Kansas. No, you know, I mean, we don't even have well, regular I mean, play. And, and it's, it's all about, you know, unfortunately everything evolves around money. And, you know, the replay can't cost more than what the guys are winning. So so it's only going to probably be cost effective at the larger rodeos to start. But, you know, you have human, you know, human error factor. You have, you know, officials down there who are doing their best. It's a bang bang type situation and all these kind of things. Um, So the only way to absolutely 100 percent get it right all the time, if that's the goal, which we all want it to be, is probably going to lean and go that direction at some point. Well, I, th- I think in some of those rodeos, and like uh, the one that you do at Days of Forty Seven, a little a little punk and rolling rodeo. The, there. The, the, uh, it's probably the largest rodeo, one of the largest rodeos in the world. So the, um, yeah, the cowboy games. You guys have a camera every thirty-four foot. Well, and you know, I, I would challenge them to consider if they're going to call them playoff rodeos, right? And they're going to give spots. This excuse that, well, we're not going to start it because we can't do it for all 650 rodeos is bogus. Just like you said, Pete, we have the infrastructure. We have 80% of what's needed, right? And I offered this year to do replay at our rodeo, but it's not currently in the PRCA rules. Yeah. And I I would pay, I'm saying right now, we will do replay at days of 47 with no expense to the PRCA or anybody else and do it better than better than they've ever seen 
but just make it legal. So I just got an interesting text on my phone from John Harrison, the rodeo clown, uh, my buddy that was on the other day. Kai Hamilton is getting on his bull today. Oh, man. So I don't know if I like that idea. But. Yeah, you know, they transported him. He bruised his, broke a rib, bruised his lung. I mean, you know, he's, I, I just, that's just a testament to how tough, how tough these guys are. And they make money when they get on and they make the whistle. And they don't have contracts and big deals. And they're not, you know, I seen a deal the other day. One of them baseball players signed a deal for like $700 million or something for 10 years. So, um, Kai's a cowboy and, uh, he's, he's gritty and, uh, if anybody can do it, he can do it. Yeah. Well, I agree, but you gotta, I think it's, it's the long term that I always want these cowboys to think about, you know, I don't know his condition, have no idea, but if he's crawling over the back of the chute this morning and seeing four bulls under him, but he's going to ride by gosh, um, you know, I just you, you want you you, you it's, again it's that balance between tough and smart Look. and it could be a situation where he's going to sit on the bull just so he doesn't have to turn out and miss yeah. you know a couple rounds just to see how he feels on the next one you know we don't know you guys ever think about that then every year before I come out to the NFR I know this is going to sound silly but I like to watch old NFRs uh, for everybody everybody that's here watching live. Does anybody here still have a VHS tape player? I do too. I have old NFRs on VHS. And uh, so I watched uh, the 1987 NFR the other day before I came out here. And those guys, um, if you look at the advancements in uh, in the safety aspect, uh, for a free Pendleton whiskey drink, can anybody here in crowd tell me, not you, AC, or TT, you be quiet too. Can anybody here tell me who the first bull rider to wear a helmet at the NFR was? Anybody? I could take a guess. All right. Cody Hancock? Nope. I don't. Tommy Joe, you were a you were a walking history. You don't know that? No, I don't. All right. Nobody Sorry. knows. I don't. I don't. Give I don't. us a hint. It was it in 87? It was Is that a hint? I'll, I'll just because I'm, you said you watched the show in '87. Does that tie to this? I can't tell. '87. Yeah, it was Ted News. Ted News. Ted. Never seen Ted News wear a helmet. I didn't either. That I was know. must have been one time. Are you sure you weren't? I think you got your facts wrong. Are you sure your TV wasn't it, was, it was Ted News and it was a baseball helmet. I need somebody to fact check that because yeah. I think you're wrong. Uh, amen, Pete. Me and Tommy, fact we're calling. We're calling. Yeah, yeah, not true. Google See, that. when we're up here, you're not just going to be able yeah. to. Pretend like you know. Yeah, the facts. we know a little bit more than like John Harrison, some well, of them guys was, you hang out with. It was Ted know. News. It was Ted News. I don't think Ted News ever wore a helmet. I don't either. I'm Maybe sure. on his little league football team. I don't know if you got a picture of him. You, on know, what? <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep this penalty whiskey for myself. You need it. Tommy Joe, take it over. I'm going to Google it. Next this. question. Oh, he's going to Google it. I'm sure Google's going to pop up yeah, with there's, Ted there's News. No Google is going to have Ted News wearing a, wearing a football helmet at his junior collegiate samson football. now i i do remember yeah. samson wearing yeah dave, dave said uh, who charlie, charlie sam yeah, yeah charlie did but that's one time. look at the yeah. way he rode yeah he that, did it, one of those he's one of those guys that make a bull that yeah. jim sharp would you know exactly. jim would ride dead to the nails yeah. and charlie would be all over him yeah. all around his head everywhere like a rag doll like a rag doll make him Glad you thank you. Thank you that. for for clarifying and fact because yeah, he got that. knocked out a lot. <laughs> so any other any other trivia you want to pounce out, Big Rump? Yeah. Okay. What's your next one? What's your next false trivia of the day? What famous NFR bareback rider from the '80s wore the red and yellow McDonald Shaps? Ooh, that's easy. For a free Pendleton. Guys, these are, I know this you one. can't get these for less than 20 bucks, and I'm trying to give them away. His initials are WH. For a free. WH. Who called it? There you go. Bing, 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 Come bing, 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 bing. Come on over here. Give him a. Hey, I don't know whiskey. if Adam, Adam, I don't know if he's friends and family. I don't know if like he's legal to win that. Uh, he just did. Adam Tashera. But, but Great you guy. know, back in the day, it was it's so funny when you watch the old NFR videos, uh, like in the time of it in, 
where it's got all the Bulldoggers. They're just sitting on the back of the box like they're in slack. There's no sponsorship. Every Bulldogger's got a can of snuff in his front pocket. Like, during during the Rough Stock events, there's just people standing by the wall. Well, you know, there wasn't the arena wrap. They just had, like, the – what are those, the red, the white, the blue, the, the, the round the, things? The, yeah, the, the pennants that you still see in Abbeville, Kansas and places yeah, like that. Yeah, the pennants. Yeah, they don't, they don't ever die. But there was a whole nother phase. Do you remember? You were little, but Oklahoma City, because my dad worked the NFR at Oklahoma City, and you had – the guys all standing by the big wall, and they had, you know, you had the Steiners, the suits on, the pants that were about this much taller than their heels. I missed the shavings in Oklahoma City. Remember when they had the <laughs> yeah, shavings yeah. in the arena? That was pretty cool. Green. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The announcer would be, here's a nice young man who's going to try to get it done today on a wild bucking horse. He might win a Heston buckle today. You don't actually have Heston buckles still. I'm, like my grandpa had them. I got a great, great picture of my grandpa Floyd in a blue suit on the back of the chute flanking our, our bucking horse 711 at the 1987 NFR. You know what's funny is they're, 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 you know the whole rocker story? But I knew Tommy Steiner. Like I was little with yeah. dad. And he's, he's old enough to know Tommy Steiner. Yeah, I am plenty old. And, but I was little, but he, he kind of changed he did. the norm. He, he did. came in a suit. And a hat and a Cadillac. He's a showman. He's a showman. And, uh, you know, he had Jerry Wayne Olson. And I think and, that was And a lot change. of them did. Um, you know, back then, you know, uh, the Harper Morgan Company, they did it. Cotton did it. You know, that was just, the, that was the error. That's what they did. Oh, and you know, that brings up a good point. I want to put something out there about Cotton. Yesterday on the show, when Bert was on, he, he said something that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. When he was talking about Cotton Rosser hiring. Have you ever seen his Facebook page? <laughs> no. Okay. But he was talking about Cotton Rosser um, bringing in people, specialty acts. And, and he, Bert said that they wouldn't hire anybody from California because he wanted to hire them far away so he could tell the rodeo committee they cost this much and then pay them this much. Well, that is a bunch of crap. Cotton Rosser has done more for the specialty act industry. He's done more for... You know, God rest his soul. And I want to tell you this, and I'm not just saying this because Pete's on. There's, I don't really work for a stock contractor as a rodeo clown. I don't at all. There's only a couple people that I actually, uh, stock contractor-wise, that have always paid me what I wanted. They've never asked questions. I've never had a contract. And that's the Flying U, Pete Carr, Powder River, and Frontier Rodeo Company. That is, that's the only people. Well, I have a question. What's that? I want to clarify that there was no contract and they paid you what they wanted or what you wanted. No, I've, I've always, I act, matter of fact, with, uh, with, with the flying you, I've never had, a, I've never told them what I wanted. I've never even really told Pete. I've always just showed up and they've gave me a check and it's, it's, it's what you wanted. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, there's, 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 there's so many good. Then I wanted to clarify that because I lit re listened that podcast this morning and I was like, that's pretty shitty to say about Cotton, who's done more for the, the rodeo well, industry. most people don't know all the openings, the front end of the NFR, Cotton started all that. Yeah. He was the one that produced all that. He he created all that. He he was the guy. Karen, I mean, everything we do today is based off what Cotton did. Karen Rosser was the first spotlight operator of the NFR when it moved to Las Vegas. Yeah. Cotton, actually, this is a true story. When, when the NFR moved here, now this is uh, from hearsay. Cotton told me this, that nobody, everybody was worried that no one was going to want to go to a rodeo in Las Vegas. So Cotton himself went down to the strip and started handing out free rodeo tickets so the Thomas and Mac didn't look empty. And in for, for what he did for that, and you think about that, what an awesome dude uh, that would put in the time to go give away tickets. Could you imagine if they would give away tickets now on the strip? There would be fist fights everywhere. Well, it's kind of a funny story. So <clears throat> you were at <clears throat> you were at Days of 47 this year. Yeah. And we brought in Manu and Reno and the Rosser family always they're usually they usually break something out. And Manu's great and I hired him. And we had well Manu got wiped out one day. A fighting bull went through the TV pit another day. And about so, about hooked my kids. Yeah, about all my kids about got kids. ran over by a fighting bull. And They're okay. We're standing at South Point, and Reno's there, and Reno, Reno's. 
I think he's a friend of mine. But anyway, <laughs> um, we're standing there, and uh, someone says something, and Reno says, well, look at Salt Lake. That's, that's what happens when you try to do flying you shit with not flying you. That's when you try to play <laughs> flying you without being flying yeah. you. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but Reno, Reno's quiet. I call him the, kind of the quiet assassin. He sits there and critiques things. There, he, he, there's not a better eye for both operations. And Pete can probably say this. It's a mix. I produce events. And, you know, I, I create a vision which is cool, right? You, you want this? You've probably done this with Axe. Yeah. Actually, I've seen some of them. Not uh-huh. Now it's nine in the morning. You just finished your Twinkie <laughs> and you're dreaming about this act. And you're like, oh my God, this thing's going to be great. Right? It's kind of like the box act. Oh, the box act. Tell us. So, but you get out there and it just falls flat. That's kind of what happened. Well, I'm going to tell you this about Pete. And that, you know, Pete's one of the style contractors, like I said, not just a contractor, but a producer. You know, Pete hires the axe, pays the axe, pays the clowns. If you've been to any of his rodeos, he gets, he doesn't go for cheap. Because I'm not cheap. John Harrison's not cheap. He don't hire just anybody. So I was really thinking, man, I got to get something going on. So you decided, see, he's into cheap props. No, no, uh, I he's spent. sitting there and he's, he's like, there's, a, there's he's, a box. He spent a lot of money on this one. I spent all this money. So I come up with this idea, and uh, I, I wanted to do a motorcycle act where I had a trailer full with foam. Like, you know when the motorcycles land in the foam pit? So I get online, I buy $4,000 worth of foam. <laughs> Like at, foam is not cheap, y'all. It was a bo- big box trailer that had that you were gonna jump as Hold high on. high as the building, which he can't so, even jump over this high, and land in the top of this thing, go through the roof of this thing, and land in this big foam. Yeah. And all this in like three point six seconds. We had like two minutes to do that. No. So, so what happened was I went to I took this cargo trailer, and in the meantime I'm calling Pete. And I'm like, get ready for this. This is going to be yeah. a clown act in here. So I, I go yeah. to this. Uh, we were I, on the edge of our seat. I go to this this guy in Ponca City. And uh, I'm like, uh, tell him what I want. I'm like, I need a tray. I got this trailer. I need the top cut out so I can take the top on and off. And I need you to build a ramp that I can take off for going down the highway, but hooks on to the back of this trailer. And this dude didn't know who I was, never been to a rodeo. And he goes, what are you, I don't understand. I said, I'm a rodeo clown. I'm going to ride a miniature bike and I'm going to set this act up as, hey, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to jump over a truck and trailer. And this was your best idea. The the hitch was after the Twinkie. When I jumped into the air, I landed on top of the trailer, which on top of the trailer, I had cardboard painted. So it looked like I crashed into the trailer and everyone's like, oh my God, it just sucked. Like it was horrible. The, the <laughs> ramp, the ramp wasn't at the right level. So when you would go to try to jump it, as soon as you'd hit the ramp, he, like your front wheel would come yeah. up and you'd about flip over backwards. So you had to hit the ramp going slow. But you don't have physics. Look yeah. at your mass body weight. It was the elevation. It Hold on, it is physics. It the wasn't elevation. A, you you stick yeah. a banquet table in the arena that there's, has a three inch rise there's only so high you can get and you lose 90 rpms on that what made you 300 think? pounds on a life lifestyle table that's six foot long well there's so, only a whole uh, yeah there's well a, i had a it's math it's simple it math. math it is math i actually had a badass motorcycle that that would have done it or my good the friends. motorcycle went 20 miles an hour no no not that's one that's the one was from garrett honda in Nephi, Utah, and this some bitch could run, and it would have. But the thing is, it would run if you had the momentum going forward. But when I would have to let off, so I wouldn't flip over backwards. Yeah, it couldn't regain all this to get up the ramp. So at San Angelo, Texas, we we go in the arena. We were wild, and I'm like gonna practice. And the first time, I had just bought a brand new Dodge truck, white beautiful expensive truck so i go up there and i fall off the ramp twice and uh clay hager who's a great bullfighter and it works for pete clay's like you got to give it to it dude he's like yeah you, you're gonna you're gonna have to give it to him all right so the third time i opened this baby up went shooting up the ramp 
and I jumped off in the middle. And, you know, I'm on top of a trailer that's up in the air, and that motorcycle come this close to crashing through the back window of that pickup. Yeah. It's close. You talk about Cotton. I mean, he's got the flying... Flying whatever you think that's you would have I a got phone number. Well, I so know the, you copied it, but maybe you should call the expert. Well, so and get a little a little advice. So the, so so the, the point oh, is, let me finish. Okay. So I pull the trailer out. Me and Pete, we're kind of parked over there, and and uh, he's like, "How's it going?" I'm like, "Oh, he he didn't see the he didn't see the warm up." I was like, "Oh, Pete, this is gonna be good." <laughs> I'm still terribly optimistic at this point, and uh, y'all don't understand about Clown X sometimes. I would, when they pull that into the arena, I'm like, this sucks. This is not going to work. This is not going to be funny. And I'm so like, your attitude was good. Well, <laughs> this is crazy. This is crazy. And Pete, Pete's standing by chicken the, bone, chicken bone, chicken bone. Pete's standing by the bucket shoot just watching me. And I'm giving him the thumbs up. And, I got you, buddy. And I go to take this motorcycle up the ramp. It starts losing power. I have to physically push it to get to the top. And it gets to the cardboard part and falls halfway in. And then I'm just standing there. So then I'm like, try to sell it. I jump into the foam head first. Well, I don't know if you've ever jumped into foam, but you can't get out. Can't get out. It's not like water. We didn't know how to get him out. So they pulled me out, and no one really cheered. They're like, at San Angelo. We were concerned no. about your life. Was it San Angelo? It yeah, was. it was at Angelo. Well, of all the places. Yeah. Right? So we There's didn't get a- selected that year for Top 5 Rodeo. Thank you very much. <laughs> What'd you do with the foam? But the, it got worse. It did. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take this to Tucson. I had Tucson La Fiesta de los Vaqueros Rodeo, which is a phenomenal rodeo if you get it. And I was thinking, I'm going to get that rodeo after he's done with this act. <laughs> they were going to call him me. So I take motorcycle. I don't do it. I have to pay my father-in-law because I have my triplets and my wife. So we have a 44-foot toy hauler. And by toy hauler with three kids, we had more damn toys in Walmart. So... I have to pay my father-in-law his fuel to pull this trailer to Tucson. So my mother and father-in-law go to Tucson. God bless them for all my dumbass ideas that they followed me through on. We get to Tucson, and I tried it again, and it sucked just as bad. And Benny Butler, who is, you know, my guy, <laughs> he, uh, he called me over after. He goes, don't ever do that act again. He goes, my wife, Connie, she thinks you're the funniest guy in the world. And I looked up in the stands during your clown act. She wasn't even smiling. Didn't even make her smile. She never smiled. So I'm like, okay, this act is over. I got back home. I put it all on a Facebook marketplace. And I sold $4,000 worth of foam to the neighbors for $250. And, uh, I had to take the rent. Like, it was just a mess. And the bad part was, Pete, you know my wife so well. My wife, Ashley, is a freaking saint, and I love her. And she told me when she saw that first charge on my company credit card for, like, six grand. That doesn't even count the welding. Uh, altogether, it was a $15,000 act. I did twice. So the point, the point of the story is when you see really good acts at rodeos, there's probably about 20 more before that, before you saw that good one that they come up with. But as, as an act guy, I will tell you this. Um, we're always trying to do something new. Yeah. But the bad part is you have to try something before it's good. And a lot of times, like, once you do something once, it may take a couple more times to figure yeah. out. Note to self, try it at Abbeville, not San Angelo. Well, yeah, well, I was saying. I was shooting for the stars on that, and it sucked. But. The, the same thing happens for us guys that are in production, right? Yeah. You, you want to – and my my horror story is I, I produced the PBR World Finals for 14 years, and after about eight of doing everything, right, and I've got stories about Las Vegas people on fire and stuff, but – so I, I get this vision that I'm going to have this giant orb, kind of, it must have been preclude to the sphere, right? That I'm going to put this big orb in the camera pit in the middle and introduce our feature contestant from that. And uh, so I bought these satellite weather balloons, right? And I bought eight of them. And uh, the goal, we put this, you know, $20,000 airflow system to blow this thing up and keep it at pressure from doors 
with fog in it and then a trap door in the bottom that Ty Murray was going to go in. So we go to rehearse it and Ty, if you know Ty, he thinks this is pretty funny. So he gets out his pocket knife and cuts three balloons. What? Here in rehearsal. So my guy, Larry, some of you know him, he wears overalls. Larry Pramsley. He says, um, Tommy, Tommy, I just want you to let you know we're down to two weather balloons, two weather balloons. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't even seen this dark, right? I All I've seen is this thing. And when it was, when it was inflated at rehearsals, the, my first thought was this kind of looks like, um, like a, like a fluid sack or a pustule. It wasn't Gross. looking all that cool. Thank you for and, the visual. And so we get by, long story short, same thing, right? What I envisioned, Ty did not pop the balloon. We one popped pre-show. We had the last balloon up there. Ty got in it. We hit it with lights. And I think everybody thought the same thing. Are we giving birth to something here? What is this? Yeah. Um, and again, it was a grand vision. Spent a lot of money. And probably the worst opening production effect that I've ever done. Just sucked. Wow. Well, you, you, sometimes that has to happen to get to be the best, and you're one of the best. Uh, that, that's why, you know, like the older rodeo clowns, like even yesterday when Bert was just roasting me, the mom scramble. There's not smoke and lights, and there's not a car or animals, but it works. And it's it's something you can do uh, for an act. Another one I did it. I don't even know if Pete remembers this. Jacksonville, Texas, one year. Um, I just broke my leg because you know, of course, uh, for you guys that know me, every two years I have a major injury. I don't know why. Just that's the way it's been for. Stay away from mini bulls. Yes, yeah, for all bulls. But so I get this idea. I'm going to have this contest because the one thing in the, as a producer and a stock contractor and a producer. The one thing that I've really felt like the older acts, they don't work quite as well uh, anymore when you have crowd participation. Because like as a rodeo clown that, that goes to these big buildings, anytime you get the crowd involved, it, it seems to, to never fail. So I come up with this idea. I was going to have a hot dog beer chug contest. So I get four guys out of the stands and I have a whole plate of hot dogs. And that you got free from the concession stand. Yeah. Got yes. Okay, there you go. I, pay, I paid for it. <laughs> so I got these huge deals of beer. So we're going to have this contest for the fan of the night. So when I say go, you got to eat three hot dogs, run to the back end of the arena, run back to the buck and shoots and chug a beer. And the first one done wins the fan of the night award, which was like a Weezer and like. <laughs> hey, it's very valuable product. Pete Carson. Makes a lot of money. Yeah, so, the only, but only don't, place buy, you can buy them. don't buy the woozy. We'll talk yeah, about don't that. Do that. Yeah. So anyhow, these guys get them out of stands and they're like the perfect dudes. They're big guys and they're like really into it. And we set it up and it's all going to be great. And I'm like, man, I'm the best rodeo clown ever. And these two guys, when I say go, they eat their hot dogs. I mean, like, like the dude on a like two seconds, like the like the guy that wins on Fourth of July. Yeah, the Nathan's. So he just he takes his it. hot dogs and he slams them down and everyone's cheering. Everything's going good. They run to the back end. They run back and he slams his beer and then just project vomits. Yeah, I mean just pukes. <laughs> and I mean not like yeah. a cute little girl puke. Like, no. Nope. Uh, nope. And he it's shooting out and when he starts puking, the guy in second place, uh, he, he starts he puking. starts. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. It wasn't good. Everybody at the arena, same deal. Everyone's like, Pete's it, like, good act. I'm like, yeah. sorry. It was real good till it wasn't. It, 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 it started off like the. It did. So did you leave the puke? Yeah, we, we left yeah. it. You just Pretty left much. it. You didn't do anything. Pretty much, yeah. Everybody so just didn't anybody go over that shoot area. Four was we didn't, screwed nobody right went into that area anymore. Yeah. We didn't rake after two. Uh, yeah. Maybe you could have raked the chunks out. But you know what? I, I, I do have some new ideas for. Uh, for acts I, I would wow. like to do i i've a on facebook marketplace in las vegas i found a used cannon that used to used to shoot people out of its circus circus and they only want 2800 for it so hey i yeah. was on the way over here you can look at this this might be your idea to go shopping um for acts because i took a picture of it because i thought you might you might have frequented it maybe a sponsor harry mahoney's Erotic Heritage Museum, yeah, which just, is actually featuring a genitalia PG. extravaganza. We just went from PGE to 
So right, did, you're you know, if children. you want the address, <laughs> no, you, I don't. You can, you can probably get because the features. You know, you might. I don't want the address on that. Okay. However, <laughs> I will say this: I do have uh, Tommy Joe, and uh, you, you've uh, you've always been kind of an inspiration to me, even though I've been scared of you my whole life and continue to be. Um, but you know what I was thinking that that I'm breaking out this year that nobody's ever done. And it's not even really an act, but it's something that I think is going to be pretty cool. So I actually have got my own shark cage built Okay. that's portable. So if you've been to the PBR and you see a shark cage in the middle arena, this is a much smaller scale. It's 12 foot wide. It's five foot high. Does it go in water? <laughs> well, it might, but it's got a it's got a plastic bottom on it. So if you've been to a bull riding event, a PBR or something, you see the shark cage in the middle. Oh, it's for bulls? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, and it's got the deal where you can set somebody inside but it can be pulled in with like a Polaris Ranger or whatever. Yeah. It can be pulled in just as quick as, as a clown barrel. And so uh, the one thing going through this year, the one thing I was like, man, maybe I'll be the first clown to, to bring in the shark cage during the bull riding event. So that's, that's my thing. It's not Have really you thought about safety. So are you going to put, is it going to be you in the shark cage? Or are you going to bring fans? No, I'm going to be on top of the shark cage and we're going to put four sponsors inside. Oh, and, and, so you've probably highly calculated the safety yeah. of this because what exactly happens in your shark cage when a bull hooks it with the sponsors in it? Okay, so here's the oh, Are you using the phone? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. no this is going to make sense. So, okay, bear with everybody. Think about this. The bottom is a one-inch thick plastic piece that's very slippery. It's the same stuff that like some sleds are made out of, right? But it's an inch and a half. So the whole bottom, so once you're inside, you can't get out. So if a bull were to hit it, it's not going to flip it over due to the height and width ratio. Oh, you've done some math on this. Well, there's there's what? no... Yeah, he's done some physics on this one. It's 10 foot across. There's no way a bull's going to flip it over. Well, If a bull were to hit it with the slippery bottom, all it's going to do is push. And I was thinking about this the other day. I've worked thousands of bulls on top of a shark cage and i have never had one hit it i just want to meet your insurance guy one day that's jamie baskins right okay. in punk city oklahoma with farmer's insurance farmer's sure he's insurance. proud to serve you well so you you basically took a reno rosser thing kind of right the yeah. bubble ball thing yeah and then something pbr and you're kind of rolling it together and you're trying to figure out because I'm sure your wife's not going to let you spend fifty. Is your father-in-law going to haul this He's for you? He's going to haul it for you too. No, I'm going to. So okay. I got it. So it breaks down into four pieces. Is this oh. done? Yeah. So it's going to it's going to be able to fit in the back of my trailer. It's going to be be able to take it into to quarters, and I'll put it in the. These back are going to have to be four small Pete, where's committee you, what's people. What's the first rodeo you got him at? Yeah, I'm not even telling him. Yeah, I'm not. not yeah. No, it's going to work. I got to go look at my schedule. Because, there. like, hey, it's time for the bull ride. Here comes a shark cage brought to you by First Fidelity Bank. You so, know? Yeah. so, Pete, you get to sell the shark cage and assume yeah. liability. Yeah. Well, I already had to buy it. So, uh, Rump's going to come up to you and go, hey, I got this really cool act. Could you sign this piece of paper no, I, for yeah. me? I already, I've, I've had to start carrying insurance uh, after a certain winter rodeo <laughs> yeah. and a certain lady who fell. Yeah. I did not know this. In the mom deal? It no, is a mom deal. Yeah, this is something deal. that you may not know. It, All you, I've so learned this. Here's just a thought that just kind of noodle on. If you got sued during a mom scramble, how bad do you think you're going to get sued during a shark tank thing? I got insurance. Okay. All right. Jake from there you go. Jake from State Farm at Abbeville probably wasn't accurately told exactly what he was insuring. Yeah. Well, according to my insurance person, if if you can be sued for anything, as a rodeo clown, if I say, hey, everybody, stand up. It's the last bull. Let's get it rocking. If I tell you to stand up as a rodeo clown and you stand up and fall down the stairs, I could be held liable. No, it's about yeah. negligence. There's a difference in saying stand up. So someone stands up, falls down, they sue you. Someone's going to go, but come out here and get in my really cool metal yeah. cage. Stand up, hop over this fence and come you, out here and get hit by a bull. It's got a plastic bottom, so if you yeah. wet yourself, I did that on purpose so I could just wash it out. Come play out program. here in the interstate. This, uh, y'all, y'all, okay. One year from now, I'm going to have you both on, and you're going to be like, Rump, I'm sorry. 
we you did know, not I'm realize. I'm going to apologize right now. I'm sorry. No, that you came it's going to work. Idea, it's like it's probably the size of that that the cinch deal right there, but taller. So the thing about it is, yeah. you know, you can take life as it comes, or you can grab life by the horns. But here's the deal too: if you put sponsors in there. Yeah. They're obviously not going to sue a vent that they're sponsored. <laughs> One time sponsor. <laughs> Except for. Yeah. Okay. How do you get them I in there? You, I thought you. Well, I so, think it's incredibly creative. Thank you. But at, it's also incredibly stupid. They did it at Mesquite where they, they go, let's go to the shark cave. But they bring it down. Don't, it's on a cable. It's on a it's cable. Deal. You didn't it's pull it in with the four wheeler. It's the same, yeah. but it's metal wise. It's the same. You put it together out back with your little. Handy toolkit that's in four pieces with Here, a piece of plastic. I don't did, know. Did you I don't check know. the height of bridges? Because I'm I can see it now. Heading to his first rodeo, OSHA, OSHA he's approved. got it strapped to the top of the bus, and he's rolling on, gonna no. make it big, and that 138 is gonna shear it in half. Yeah. No, no. After my uh three days in jail for my last DOT accident, we're not gonna. <laughs> yeah. Are you taking any chances? Wow. No. Okay. But seriously, uh, y'all, it's going to be great. It's just a run for Shark Cage. Can't wait. It's the first. It's never been done. It hasn't. I'm trying to be an innovator. Trying to. You are. It's so. I, I encourage you. are doing it. I hope it works. Love I it. actually do hope it works really well. I do. Maybe. Try it during the mutt and bust them first. Why don't That's you put, what I would try. put seats in it with seat belts? Then you could label it as an experience. Pre-rodeo mutt and bust. Right? That's where could, it could go really over big. Yeah, but it's, it's, you don't get the thrill. Expand of from there. Right. Expand from the mutt and busting. You know, Pete, I'm going to tell you something. A wise man once told me. Sometimes that hardest step is that first one out of your comfort zone. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And another thing a wise man once told me. It doesn't cost any money to pay attention. Okay? <laughs> I'm going to have to use that on myself. <laughs> Well, everybody, I tell you what, what a great show. And round of applause from, from our great Pete Carr yeah. from Pete Carr Pro Rodeo, our presenter, my guest, my guest host today, uh, the great Tommy Jolusha, longtime um, producer and uh, a good friend of ours. He's the brother to the announcer of the year, Anthony Lucia. I am. I'm the brother. The, the mean, I, bigger I, brother. I did get an Anthony award. Anthony Lucia's brother. I, I did get That's an award. I got an award. I. I got notified on some social media that I am Anthony Lucia's top fan. Hey, so there you go. That's hey, awesome. It took a lot of work to That's get. Awesome. If you know Anthony, it wasn't I like do. it wasn't like he's. It wasn't like he just became great. Yeah, it was all from this long time. Uh, before we go, Pete Jesse Pope Wilson Sanchez. Yep. It's great. I had, had the horse last year. 85 and a half in round two last year. Yep. Uh, Jesse Pope, of course, three times average winner, world champion. Yeah. Bull riding, Colin Tel Telfer, Resistals High Rise, which has the baddest ass shirts. The Bull High Rise has his own Def yeah, Leopard. Cool shirts. Um, that's a Resistals High Rise. One of my favorite bulls. And tonight, too, Jared Parsonage on the Buck and Bull of the Year, Resistals Bayou Bengal. Uh, rider that tonight. That's tonight. Ride or slide. Okay. What, what do you think? Uh, it just depends on if he gets out, the bull gets better, gets higher. I don't know. We'll see. Tristan Parker, 52F, Oklahoma Smoke Show. I think he'll ride that bull. I think he'll be about 86. And Sid riding. One of my favorites right here. Tristan Hutchins, Midnight Rider. Bloomers Should Midnight ride that rider. bull. Could be 88. Maybe yeah. 88 and a half. Uh, Bayou Bengal, three-time NFR, six-year-old Brindle, loves Justin Rumford and thinks that his shark cage will work. I did not know that about that bull. That's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting that the bulls like the idea. Yeah. Oh, well, I tell you what, everybody, thanks a lot again. Uh, thank you to our sponsors. If you get a minute while you're here today, don't forget to slip down and check out Red River Arenas. They got everything from hawk traps to goat roping pins, hay feeders, saddle racks, anything you need. If you need anything, uh, if you want a rub chat patch, I got a bunch of them up here. I get those made at rodeopatch.com. If you need any kind of patches made, whether it be for high school softball or for rodeo, rodeopatch.com. Be sure to check them out. Go get a gold buckle beer over there. They're cool. They're delicious. They're wonderful. They're tasty. Tommy Joe just had one. And also, you know what? Let's give a couple of these away. I'm, I'm just going to do this right here. Uh, I, I hope not to get sued. I'm just going to toss these. These are for free Pendleton whiskey drinks. It's like a cast gram. I'm just oh. tossing them out there. If you want to, 
See, right you, there, they hurt themselves getting that. You are technically liable. If you want to, if you want a, a free cocktail right there, as your personal legal counsel, you I advise more. you not to do that again. Hey, sir, sir, with the bag, would you like to be the first in the Rumford shark cage? No, yeah, yeah, he's that's my friend. He looks right like there. he collects. He looks like a collector. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. So Pendle, Pendleton does so much for our sport. You know, aren't nice. they great? They sponsor the bucking bucking animals of the year. They sponsor like every every event I know of. They're part of. They're always there. They're always willing to hand out cinch. They're they're one of the greatest corporate sponsors of the PRCA and all everybody in the Western industry. They're in everything. They focus on the youth. Um, yeah, they're all about the youth, bringing it from the ground up all the way to the major league. So thanks, Jessica and their team. Oh, Cinch has been great. Be sure to go shopping over there. There's so much stuff. Get your shopping done while you're here today. Thank you for joining Rump Chat, Pro Rodeo's most kick-ass podcast. Keep listening to us. Keep hanging out. Thank you for bearing with us as our sound man, Wasey Munsell in the corner, has now figured out how to run a board. So we will see you tomorrow, 11 o'clock. Thanks, everybody. Bye.